Javen and the dragon are called to help quickly when a troll storms into the village. But Javen has no idea what to do. Will he be able to outwit the terrible troll? We're loving the summer holidays, are you? Today, we've got a brand new adventure story for you on the Story Forest, where we create moments of imagination and peace for your family with our exciting original tales. Javen and the Dragon, the Terrible Troll. The day dawned, and Javen woke feeling a little more normal than the day before, when he had met a dragon, lost the power of speech, touched an ancient magical stone, and called a dragon. After he had touched the stone, he had felt magic coursing through him, but now it had largely faded, leaving only little twinges every now and again, a bit like pins and needles. But other things had changed. Javen, always reliable, got out of bed today, not just from duty or the knowledge that he needed to feed the chickens before he left for school, but with a delicious expectation. Yesterday had yielded a dragon. He was a dragon caller. He was to see and do things unknown by men or women for generations. And most of all, Javen held tightly to one thought that he couldn't forget. Granny Cavern had said that the first dragon caller had ridden on a dragon's back, and now Javen longed to fly. Once he had washed in cold water and dressed, Javen found Dad in the kitchen, eating a hearty bowl of porridge. Javen went to the stove and put his own home porridge into a bowl and sat down. Dad smiled at him. Dragon callers still like porridge, then? Javen smiled, a little embarrassed. I'm still me, Dad. But his voice gave him away. It was still different, deeper. He was still himself, but something had changed. To Javen's surprise, Dad leant over the table and grasped Javen's hand in his rough, large one. You'll always be my boy, Javen, and I'm proud of you. Javen found tears in the corners of his eyes and looked down to his porridge. Dad let go and went back to eating. Before they parted into the bright spring morning, Dad hugged him and held him close. When Javen came to the point in the path where he had met the dragon for the first time, he slowed to a stop. Part of him wanted to call, now, to see the dragon again immediately, to try to fly, to discover everything all at once. But he was a dragon caller for a reason, not just for fun. He should wait, 
and he couldn't very well take a dragon to school with him. He walked again. When he got to the village, something was wrong. He could hear wails, shouts, angry voices. He hurried his pace, unable to stop himself from imagining an epic battle with him riding the dragon and swinging a sword at some monster or bandit. Of course, he didn't have a sword, but an imaginary one would do for now. When he got to the central square of the village, a woman ran up to him. It was Shayran, the mother of a girl from his school. Javen, please, you and the dragon have got to rescue the girls, please. He blinked at her. He hadn't expected anyone to know about the dragon yet. Suddenly, he was surrounded. Everyone was talking at once, and Shayran was tugging at his clothes. Call the dragon, go after the troll, you need to rescue them. He felt overwhelmed. Please, Javen said, and there was that new edge to his voice that made them stop. Please tell me, what's going on? A mother called Gedra pushed forward. She stood tall and strong. This morning, a troll marched into town from the north when our children were going to school. He snatched Kale, Lisa, Laren and Vina and carried them away back with him. We know that you've become a dragon caller, but we call on you now to rescue our girls. Her gaze didn't falter, and Javen felt himself stand straighter under it. There seemed to be only one answer he could give. I will go. Let me pass to the north. I will call the dragon. The villagers cleared a space for him, and his face suddenly turning bright red, he walked northward, taking longer strides than usual, trying to look like a hero. As he reached the edge of the village, Gedra was there again, with a bag with food and a skin full of water. You may need this, she said. Thank you, Javen. Go bravely, dragon caller. Go wisely, Gedra, he replied, taking the bag. It was an old formal farewell. Gedra dipped her head and Javen walked out of the village, up by the side of the river. It flowed fast from all the spring rain and the snow melting on the mountains. The ground was wet and with his heart starting to beat faster, Javen noticed tracks, big, heavy tracks, made by a foot as big as a boulder, troll prints. He followed them, and when he was far enough from the village, he stopped to call the dragon. He told himself it was because he didn't want anyone to be frightened, which may be partly true, but he was also worried it wouldn't work this time, and they would laugh. He lifted his head and made the strange, wild sound that called to the dragon. After just long enough for Javen to worry that it hadn't worked, a speck appeared in the sky and grew larger and larger until it was clearly a dragon. 
and then it landed neatly next to Javen. It moved its head forward and nuzzled his side. Javen felt a burst of affection. It was all new for the dragon too. He wasn't alone. Feeling a little foolish, Javen explained what had happened, not entirely sure if the dragon would understand. It watched him patiently, out of its large eyes. When he had finished, it did nothing. But when he started to follow the footprints again, it followed him. Dragons aren't made to walk. More than once, Javen looked sideways at the dragon's back, dreaming of sitting there, of flying through the sky. But he was shy to begin. And anyway, they needed to be close to the ground to follow the footprints. They wouldn't be visible from farther away. But despite the dragon's ungainly progress, it seemed happy to be beside Javen and paid close attention to him. They travelled upstream, uphill, and out of the fields and into wilder country, with rocks and trees and wild gorse. When the dragon stepped on a gorse bush by mistake, Javen saw it breathe fire for the first time, burning the bush to ashes in frustration. Javen didn't think that he imagined that the dragon looked a bit shamefaced afterwards. Javen thought of Kale, Lisa, Laren, and Vina. Kale was his age. The others were slightly older. He knew them all and had known them all for his whole life. How he was going to rescue them, he did not know. But he knew he had to try. When the sun was high in the sky, Javen ate some of the food Gedra had packed gratefully and drank of the water. He offered both to the dragon, but it snorted and drank from the stream instead. The footprints continued, and they walked on until Javen saw a house in the distance. It was a finer house than any he had ever seen before, being made of large grey stones and stretching up to the sky. It had to be the house of the troll. He looked sideways at the dragon and gestured for it to stay where it was, a little out of sight behind some trees. He continued to walk until he came to the wall of the garden. Javen, a voice called. Walking towards him was Kale. She gave him a brisk smile that reminded him of her mother, Gedra. I've come to rescue you, he said, feeling strange as he said it, with a dragon. Yes, I know, Kale said. Granny Cavern told everyone. But Javen, you've got to hide yourself. You shouldn't rescue us yet. The troll wants to marry one of us, but he's setting us tasks to see who would be the best wife. He will release three, and then there will only be one of us to rescue. And that is when you must strike. It's much less dangerous and I'll make sure that it's me who is last. Javen blinked. It seemed like a good plan, but still dangerous. How will you make sure that it is you? What are the tasks? Kale rolled her eyes. The troll is very old-fashioned. Today we are baking him bread. Tomorrow 
we will do his laundry. On the last day we have to sew something. Not my best skills, actually. But I'll convince the others to do even worse than me, so they can escape. So, what do I do? Javen said. You plan the final rescue, Kale said confidently. The troll is very strong and very magic, so we had better be good. I don't want to marry him. She grimaced, and Javen felt his heart leap in agreement. He wouldn't let that happen. And stay close, Jael said. It might not work after all. We'd better get back inside. See you, Javen. She turned back up the path to the house, and Javen watched her for a moment before going back to the dragon. Again, he explained what had happened, feeling foolish. We need to find somewhere to hide, he said. The dragon inclined its head and began to walk. Javen followed, and soon the dragon led him to the side of the mountain where, when it pushed aside some hanging moss, there was a large cave. Javen grinned. It was perfect. They waited. Javen found out that if he sat at the cave entrance, he could see the troll's house. Toward the evening, he heard loud sounds coming from there. I'm going to see what's happening, he hissed to the dragon, then crept down to the garden wall, peered inside. He saw the troll. He almost fell over in shock. It was enormous, like a building in itself. Its face was huge and mean. Its grey, stony flesh had mould and moss growing on it. The bread is bad. The troll's voice was a loud rasp. Not good, wife. Go down, Rimmer. Javen's heart started beating. Down the river? What did that mean? Was the troll going to drown one of the girls? But when he peered over the wall again, he saw that the troll was holding a huge sheet of thick paper. It slowly folded the paper into a boat, placed it on the water and put Vina inside. She looked terrified and small, but the troll said a magic word and then the paper boat began to float down the river towards the village. You need to give us food and somewhere safe and warm to sleep. No one can be a good wife without those things. Javen heard Kale's voice from the house, strong and confident, and he smiled, turning to go back to the cave. It sounded as though the girls may sleep better than him that night. The floor of the cave was hard, but the dragon let Javen sleep next to its tummy and he was warm all the way through. The dawn came. Vina should have got to the village by now. They would have news of him and of the others. Javen watched the house, scraping a stone against the floor and thinking of how to rescue Kale once the others had gone. This didn't feel much like being a hero, Javen considered. Perhaps he should make the dragon shoot fire at the troll and rescue everyone immediately. But he knew Kale was right. Trolls weren't only big and strong. They were magic and clever too. 
It was safer to have the other girls gone. Today's challenge was doing laundry, and when the sun rose a little in the sky, Javen saw the girls coming to get water and scrubbing the cloth. Or he saw some of the girls. He saw Lisa and Laren, but couldn't see Kale at all. When it was coming to afternoon, he was worried about her and crept down as sneakily as he could. He went to the wall where they had met before and spotted her. She looked different, worried. Has he hurt you? Javen demanded, suddenly ready to attack. But Kale shook her head emphatically. No, absolutely not. I was just exploring his house to see if I could find any secrets. But I didn't leave enough time for the laundry. It won't dry now, and I'm afraid he'll send me down the river. Give it to me, Javen said, a plan bursting into his head. I'll meet you back here, and it will be dry. Taking the folded damp washing, Javen ran back to the cave. He explained to the dragon, and then carefully laid the sheets and the giant troll shirts over the dragon's warm tummy. They waited. Javen almost laughed to think that their first heroic action together was drying laundry. Soon, when it was dry, Javen folded it neatly and ran down and gave it to Kale, who looked at him very gratefully, which made him feel as warm inside as the laundry. She rushed back to the house, and he went to the cave. From his seat near the entrance, he saw another paper boat float away down the river, carrying Laren. Only one more day to go. In the morning, Javen explained his plan to the dragon, who appeared to listen closely and nodded. When he saw that the troll had gone to work in a field, Javen slipped down to the wall, and soon Kale came out to greet him. I need the other girl's sheets from yesterday, he said to her, and she frowned. I promise, he said, I need it for my plan, and you need to be ready to run. She nodded. I'll get it for you. Then stay out of sight. We need to get Lisa to safety before we do anything else. Javen nodded. Soon Kale returned with the white sheet. Javen returned to the cave. The girls were sewing so he couldn't see them. Now he just had to wait. The sun climbed up to the top of the sky and began to slip down again. As it hovered near the horizon, Javen saw a final paper boat set sail on the stream. He stood up. It was time. He prepared the dragon carefully and then asked it to stay out of sight. Summoning all his courage, he marched over through the garden and to the front door of the house. He knocked on the door, which was eight times bigger than any he had ever seen. The troll's footsteps sounded like an earthquake. But he opened the door. May I beg refreshment for a weary traveller? Javen said boldly, and the troll frowned. Javen pushed into the house. He caught sight of a newly sewn shirt. It must be the one Kale had made. What a handsome shirt, I must say. Fine hands must have weaved this. The troll grunted. 
the girl who sold it is to be my wife. Then you are a happy troll, but, oh, you would have been happier to have married my sister, for her sewing is fit for a king. The troll frowned again. May I have some bread? Javen asked, marvelling at his own daring. The troll led him into a room with a table covered with a patterned cloth. Javen recognised it as the one he had tried the day before. Oh, what a clean cloth! he exclaimed. Fine hands have washed that cloth. It was the girl who is to be my wife, the troll said. Then you are a happy troll, Javen said, but oh, you would have been all the happier married to my sister, for she but looks at a stain and it vanishes. Out of the corner of his eye, Javen saw Kale looking at him. He winked. The troll brought over some bread and Kale nodded almost imperceptibly. Javen took a bite. When he had finished chewing, he looked to the troll again. What excellent bread! Fine hands have baked this bread. It was baked by the girl who is to be my wife, the troll said. But he sounded suspicious now. Then you are a happy troll, Javen said merrily. But oh, you would have been happier married to my maiden sister, for her bread is so nourishing and delicious that once you have tasted it, you don't want to eat anything else. But alas, your hand is promised, and my poor sister will die unmarried, beautiful and skilled as she is. The troll looked uncomfortable. We are not entirely promised, he said finally. Perhaps I should marry your sister instead. Well, indeed, Javen leapt from his seat as though in joy. Happy news! My sister waits nearby. Will you meet her in the garden? The troll rubbed his hands together. Fine, sir, I will. Javen went to fetch the dragon and led it to the troll. It stood on its hind legs and was veiled and shrouded in the cloths. She's a fine size, the troll said a little uncertainly. The dragon reached as high as the troll on his hind legs. I must see her face. Be my guest, Javen said with a sweeping gesture. The troll reached up and lifted the veil, and at that moment the dragon let out a huge flame of fire and the troll roared as he was burned up to a crisp. Javen looked around for Kale, but then saw a paper boat racing down the river with her inside, holding a big pile of something. Goodbye, dragon caller, she shouted. I'll see you in the village. Javen looked around. It was oddly quiet. The troll was gone. It may regrow from the soot, 
but that would take a long time. He looked at the dragon and reached out an arm to touch its face. Take these off me, Javen. Javen froze. He heard a voice, a strong, deep female voice, but he hadn't heard it in the normal way. It was inside his head. It is me. I have spent enough time with you to learn your speech. Take these things off me. I yearn to fly. Oh, of course, Javen said, his voice shaking a little. He took the cloths off the dragon. She looked at him. My name is Tangera. I am glad to be linked with you, Javen. Would you like to fly? Javen managed to climb on Tangera's back. He held tight, and then the mighty wings pushed through the air, and they climbed into the sky and wheeled towards the village. Javen didn't feel as if he breathed the whole time. His stomach swooped around in his body. His eyes watered from the wind and the cold. But he clung on tight, and the fiery stomach of Tangera warmed him. His heart leapt as the dragon leapt, and they danced through the sky together. The End If you had a dragon, what would it be called? What are your best skills? Can you fold your own paper boat? We'll be hearing all about Javen's next adventure next week. But for now, have you heard all of Princess Isabel's adventures? Like when her bed walked out the window, or she was woken in the middle of the night by a boy on a magic carpet, or when she performed at the circus. Find all these stories and so much more in our previous series. Plus, you can support the story for us by checking out our Etsy shop with our road trip activity pack full of fun things to do. Just click the link in the episode description to see this and more. And we'll be back with a new story next week. Mm-hmm.